where Dave and I plan this year's company holidays. Let's go through the list. Easter, too religious. St. Patrick's Day? Too white. Mother's Day? Way too cisgendered. All of your usual holidays have been canceled this year. But we still have Karl Marx's birthday! Ha <laughs> Need a real reason to party? Find a new job at redballoon.work. Our prime tyrant admits in a CTV interview that like any good dad, he has to take away some dangerous hunting rifles from irresponsible Canadians in order to keep us safe. He says that there is no reason we need these weapons, not even for the totalitarian federal government. We especially don't need to worry about them. The corrupt BC Court of Appeal has held up public health's decision to impose strict health measures on churches during COVID lockdowns. Because like any good dad, they tell us where we can and can't go and with whom we can and can't see because they love us and want us to be safe and forever under their controlling sociopathic thumb. Finally, a major pediatric hospital in Halifax has found that instances of myocarditis in children under 18 are up over 100 times because our failed health establishment, like any good dad, tells us which medicines are safe to take and they force us to take the medicine even when we don't want it because they love to ruin our lives and our hearts and our blood and our ovaries. Though an infant, now we view him, he shall fill his father's throne, gather all the nations to him, every knee shall then bow down. Come and worship, come and worship, worship Christ, the newborn king. It's December 22nd. I'm Andrew DiBartolo. That's Matt Halleck. We wish you an early and blessed Merry Christmas. This is the Liberty Dispatch. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Liberty Dispatch, broadcasting across enemy lines into the Canadian culture war. As always, wherever you're getting our content from, please like, subscribe, rate, review, comment, help us get that content out to more people by sharing it. It is something that really does go a long way in building our programming, so we would really appreciate if you would do that for us. Also, all our content is over at the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. We've partnered with the guys down south to get our content into more people's hands and ears and eyes, and we're so happy to do that. They have a plethora of great programming on the FLF Network, so you're definitely going to want to go check that out if you like programming like ours. Also, they have a handy app, the FLF Network app, which you can download over your Google Play or your Apple app stores. And we would suggest that you go and do that because that will help you get our content on demand over there. So you're definitely going to want to go and check that out. Also, all our content, which is a lot of it, can be can be found on our website at libertycoalitioncanada.com. That's libertycoalitioncanada.com. 
canada.com and you can check out all our advocacy our various programs and our news and analysis as well as our legal um advocacy and we just have so much going on over there um and you're also going to want to prepare your hearts and minds for the upcoming biblical sexuality sunday it's an initiative that we ran last year and we're running it this year coming year again on January 15, 2023. So if your pastor um, wants to get involved, please send him to our website to sign up. If you are a pastor and you want to partake in the initiative as well, be sure to go over to libertycoalitioncanada.com and check out all the information there for Biblical Sexuality Sunday you're not going to want to miss that because as we have seen, our initiatives like this have already bore some wonderful fruit. And also, if you would consider donating to us here at the Liberty Coalition Canada, that would be amazing. I know we've sent out a lot of emails. We've talked a lot in this giving season about our just need for your partnership with us in our ministry. So if you could find it in your heart, please go over to libertycoalitioncanada.com slash donate, or you can scan the QR code right here, and that'll take you directly to the page where you can click on um, a, a selection of what you want to donate to, whether that's our initiatives like Biblical Sexuality Sunday or our news and commentary that would be great if you could find it in your heart to give. There's a bunch of new options you can give monthly. It's easier to do that now. And also, again, if you give to the news and analysis, you will be able to get a charitable da- tax donation receipt. So we would encourage you to do that. And I mean, in the new year, we got some new stuff coming, including new ways for you to subscribe and and sign on to being a partner with us here at at the Liberty Coalition Canada. So we're very excited for that. Finally, info at libertycoalitioncanada.com, info at libertycoalitioncanada.com to reach out to us directly with any comments, questions, or concerns. We do love hearing from you. We've had the the privilege of uh, having some of your comments, questions, concerns answered, um, addressed, uh, and we do appreciate it. Uh, even if the feedback sometimes is negative or uh, whatever, we still do like hearing from you. So anyways, uh, it's just always great hearing from you, our, our listeners. Yeah. And for today's episode, I would specifically say, uh, let us know what you think about, we'll talk about this later. Mm -hmm. Let us know what you think about this uh, completely evil children's activity book for doctor assisted murder and suicide. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're like, wait, what? What do you just hold on? We'll get there. But when we do, and we'll have a link to the actual PDF that you can view. Uh, and hopefully not show your kids because you're a responsible parent. But uh, we want to get your thoughts on that. Thoughts on that. Questions on that. Let us know what you think. Matt, are you uh, are you done all your Christmas shopping? By the way, I mean at this point, it's almost like it's it should be done. But is it is it not? Are are you the guy in the Christmas movies? I'm I'm kind of until the day before to get a Turbo Man toy for his son. <laughs> Great reference. Um, I am definitely. Put that cookie down. <laughs> I, I am definitely 
I hate to say it, that guy. Now, not the last minute. I do have most of the stuff. Some of the stuff, just the, because it's being custom made, is going to come after Christmas. But I am definitely a procrastinator. And if you are too, there's, there's, you're running out of time. So you better get those ideas solidified and and solidified and if you're, quickly. Maybe you're thinking, you know, maybe you in our audience, you're thinking. Yeah, there's still some people left I haven't gotten gifts for and mm -hmm. I don't know, might be cutting it close. So let me let me offer an option for you. What you should do is you should give the gift of coffee this Christmas and you should go to resistancecoffee.com slash LCC and you need to check out their gift of coffee. Now, you may not get it in time for Christmas, but that's okay. What you can do is you can purchase the gift of coffee you can fill out a wonderful little christmas card maybe print out a picture of what the package looks like and then give it to your loved one and say my gift to you for christmas is the gift of anticipation of <laughs> anticipating tremendous coffee which you will receive shortly after christmas so you need to check out our friends because the reality is once christmas is done like next week i don't think you're going to be able to get this anymore so this is the last week to save money and get a really, really great gift. I actually just gave someone this morning, I gave my other elder the gift of coffee. The bag is sharp uh, and it's just, he was, his eyes were wide open. He was super thankful for it. So give the gift of coffee. Maybe you want to purchase a little resistance. Two bags, your choice, and a mug of your choice with some stickers and a resistance gift bag, $55 plus free shipping, or purchase a lot of resistance. Four bags of coffee and a mug of your choice, a resistance gift bag, some resistance stickers that my friend just put right on his thermos so you can get them to use right away. $95 plus free shipping. Give the gift of coffee. You just have a few days to go, and I'm sure your loved ones won't mind receiving it after Christmas considering the delicious and freedom-fighting gift that they'll be receiving. Again, that's resistancecoffee.com slash LCC. So this is our last show before the Christmas holidays and really before the new year. So this is the last filming that we're going to be doing before the end of 2022. Mm -hmm. We have some plans for next week. We'll tell you about that a little bit later in the show. So this is our last, last time to cover news and analysis and the happenings in Canada. And I wish that what we had was a wonderful happy positive news cycle that we could <laughs> offer you saying wow we are finishing off the year and canada continues the slow grind towards the end of tyranny unfortunately canada continues to plunge itself into a soft and soon to be hard totalitarianism as we quite literally offer up children old people and people with depression to be sacrificed for our own comfort. So mm -hmm. this is the state of affairs, but we're not going to be hopeless. We're going to make sure that toward the end of our episode, we talk a little bit about Christmas, about what this means, about why we celebrate, why Matt and I have not lost heart and will not lose heart, <laughs> but we're Never. still joyful and we are still confident mm -hmm. and we trust the Lord in all things. And all of this, all of this finds itself squarely in the middle of his good providential plan according with that which pleases him and his eternal purposes. So we have hope. We trust God. We're not to be dismayed. We're not to be distracted. But nevertheless, tyrants are going to tyrant. 
So and our first do. story, <laughs> our first story is that our prime tyrant, our right honorable prime hypocrite, has admitted in person in a CTV interview that yes, I know we said we weren't coming for your hunting rifles, but we are coming for your hunting rifles, but not all of them. But it's okay. We'll tell you which guns you can use. Let's uh, let's just play the video. You can hear it from his own mouth what he plans on doing. A year of challenges and divisive issues that remain unresolved, including the controversial Liberal government's gun ban, with Justin Trudeau admitting that some of those rifles, even those used legally by hunters, will be banned. There are some guns, yes, that we're going to have to take away from people who were using them to hunt oh, and say, bad but boys, we're going to also make sure that you're able to buy other guns from a long list oh, of, wow. of guns that are accept that are yeah. fine Un for hunting. Until we ban those guns. Yeah. Until we ban yeah. So we're, it's only we're a matter take, of time. Yeah, we're going to take those guns away. But listen, don't worry. We have a bunch of other guns that you can buy for now mm -hmm. until we decide we're going to ban those. And then we have slingshots until we ban those. And then we're ba then you have nothing. Then you you have to use your bare hands. But even then, you can't actually defend yourself with your bare hands. So... Um, you just have to be destroyed by savages in a post-apocalyptic dystopian future. <laughs> so thank you for admitting it. And for all of you who are like, no, he's not coming for our guns. Um, you were wrong. He is coming for our guns. So, yeah. Matt, thoughts? Well, I mean, why would we be surprised that they're taking away our guns when they're banning our plastic straws and our plastic bags? <laughs> I mean, we use strong language. The last program we did uh, was strongly worded in, in the title of the program. Um, but this is narcissistic, totalitarian paternalism that we're seeing. And the fact of the matter is, this is, this is just, again, more totalitarianism, more the state just getting its tentacles on every aspect of human human life and it shows a just a genuine mistrust of the citizens of canada so that is what you were kind of trying to highlight in your intro is the fact that this paternalism this instinct of our moral elites our 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 are well i mean immoral elites but of of the elites in our society whether it's in journalism whether it's in the media or whether it's in politics they think we are essentially children that need to be mopped up after that need to be told when to go to bed what to do at every aspect of the day when to eat meals what we should be eating all these things that is essentially how they treat ordinary canadian citizens and there is a level of just uh, of gross condescension in that um that they think we're obviously idiots who unless if these group this cadre of of the elites the betters in our society tell us how to manage our lives or manage it for us we couldn't possibly live safe and flourishing lives and that is so beyond what a biblical view of proper governance is that it's just really, truly sickening. And the fact of the matter is government is force. And as Christians, why we get into the political debate is so we can 
fight back against bringing force and coercion into every area of human life as our feds have done, right? Because they're going to use force and coercion of the state to prevent you from drinking out of a plastic straw. That's absolutely crazy. From using guns that are lawful. Again, every aspect of your life they're trying to manage. And what Christians ought to be about doing is saying, no, there is a limited jurisdiction that the state properly has responsibility and authority over and limiting politics to those specific spheres because that's exactly what totalitarianism is. It is not limiting governmental spheres and not honoring the different covenantal spheres that God has created. And this is how you get to where we are. It's just the state has, it, as a Leviathan, has absorbed every single aspect of our lives. And again, we shouldn't be surprised, Andrew, that they're taking away our guns because apparently they're taking away our straws and our plastic bags because we can't be trusted. We're not adults. We're little children that have to be managed, that have to have our butts wiped up by our cultural elites. And that is the true sadness is there is a level of real disdain that is, is being put forward by our elites while they sing Kumbaya and they use flowery language uh, about our democracy and we need to be in this together. They use that type of language as a way to set themselves up as benefactors so they can rule over us and control like the, us. Just like the pigs in animal farm. Exactly. Right. Just like, exactly. The, no, we're, we're, we're animals just like you, <laughs> except that like all animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others. Mm -hmm. And the pigs in Animal Farm, well, like, we're all in this together, except when they were hoarding all the good food. Um, yeah, exactly. And that's the same. That's the the same yeah. thing that's happened in every overweening state in human history. Is despite all their flowery rhetoric of unity, of of equality, of equity. Now, right? That's the 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 communist word of of our day. There is always this cadre of specials that have far greater freedom, far greater rights, and then everyone else is managed and controlled and, you know, impoverished, realistically. Andrew, what are your thoughts? As, as a gun owner yourself, what are your thoughts on Trudeau's admission and Bill C-21 more broadly? Well, I, I just want to clarify that I will I, – I'm not going to say – I will neither confirm nor deny that I, in fact, am a gun owner, and I will, I will neither confirm nor deny – ownership of any of the weapons that are on any lists I, I i have i just have like a baseball bat that i use only for softball and that's it so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna confirm or deny either way but what i will say is this uh we didn't play the whole interview and there, there's more that our, our that justin trudeau said and the reason why we didn't play the whole interview is because frankly Many of you have told me you can't actually stand the sound of his voice for longer than a few seconds. So in order to, to be a blessing to you, I just want to read out portions from the interview to highlight something. Um, we do use strong language, and and I, I will call him a prime hypocrite. And you think, wow, that's a little inappropriate. Well, I, I want to read you portions from the interview, and I want you to ask yourself, is this not the definition of prime hypocrisy? 
And the answer is, is yes. It's a rhetorical question. The answer is yes. So, quote, our focus now is on saying, okay, there are some guns, yes, that we're going to have to take away from people who were using them to hunt. So, number one, first he said we're not, and now he's like, okay, we were. Okay, so he's a liar and a hypocrite. Continues, but we're going to also make sure that you're able to buy other guns from a long list of guns that are accepted, that are fine for hunting, whether it's rifles or shotguns. We're not going at the right to hunt in this country. And I'm sure we can believe him. I'm sure we can believe him when he says this isn't what we're doing, because clearly it's not like a day later he'll say, oh, that's actually not what we're doing at all. So, okay. We're going at some of the guns used to do it that are too dangerous in other contexts. Now, hold on a second here. Who, according to who? Because apparently it's not too dangerous for him to have his private guards around him with fully automatic weapons which by the way, no civilian in Canada can own. It's illegal to own a fully automatic weapon. So it's too dangerous for me to own a semi-automatic rifle that would be used for hunting. That's too dangerous. But it's okay for him to have private security around him with five and six people with fully automatic weapons. So again, that's called hypocrisy. Okay, that is the epitome of hypocrisy. My guys can have fully automatic weapons and conceal them, right? But you... You can't even have a semi-automatic rifle for hunting, and you certainly can't conceal it. So that's that's hypocrisy. Continues, there are some weapons that are used for hunting that unfortunately fall on the wrong side of the line. Again, according to who? Who makes the rules? I highly doubt he's a hunter. I highly doubt that he has experience using firearms because he has bodyguards and goons around him, and he can command the police all over this country to be his jackboot squad, so he doesn't need guns. Not many, but there are some that are slightly overpowered or have too large a magazine capacity or technical reasons like this. He has no idea what he's talking about. No idea. Again, his guards with fully automatic weapons with 15, 20, 30 rounds in the magazine, that's fine. But for you, regular peasant, no, that's, that's not right for you. He continues, nobody wants assault-style weapons anywhere in this country. Really? Has he polled Canadians? Has he polled the average Canadian who not only owns firearms, but who's responsible in their ownership, who hunts and who uses it for sport and target shooting? Do they want assault-style weapons? And by the way, that's a little bit of a, a misnomer. There are no assault-style weapons. Again, civilians are not allowed to own fully automatic weapons. But if they could, does he know for a fact that no one wants them in the country? Of course not. It's a, it's, a vague, it's a vague, it's a vague, unscientific term, right? Because any weapon, regardless, right? It's just a tool, right? right. So you can either use it for hunting, or now, you what does can, that mean, assault style weapon? Yeah, or you can use it to assault somebody. I use knives every day for cooking because I like to cook, <laughs> and, so, and because you're in the you're in the circus and you do the knife thing. Yes, that's you, right. You perform in the circus I'm, and you I throw knives at someone that. spinning. Yeah, yeah someone yeah. spinning on a wheel, and you get it. You you don't hit them. Yeah, so, so they so knives could be used for for right. my activity, you working uh -huh. in the circus and cooking food, or they could be used to stab someone to death. That would be an assault. Um, the the style of tool, it doesn't really matter. You can, it, I mean, Jeffrey Dahmer used drills to assault people, right? That's so technically by that unscientific term, you could say a drill is an assault style weapon. And therefore has to be banned. 
we would understand that as being absurd, but that is, again, I just wanted to highlight the vagueness of the term, the fact that it's government, Matt, our federal government isn't anything if it's not absurd. Well, exactly. Well, but, but that's the danger because they use these, these words that, Oh, sounds scary, but they actually are just so vague and vapid and idiotic that they don't really mean anything except for they give them the cover to then just do whatever they want legislatively. So this this last line here is just one more layer of hypocrisy frosting upon the the quadruple layered hypocrite cake that is being baked by the federal government. This this is what this is what Trudeau said, quote, "You don't use them for hunting and you shouldn't have them for any other reason except for my personal guards, except for the people who guard Parliament Hill, except for the people who guard federal buildings, except for the people who are around me when I travel, when I go on planes, except for all those people that make sure that I stay safe, you shouldn't have these weapons for any other reason. Friends, this this is as gross and overt a display of hypocrisy. And the fact that, that lefties and people would swoon over him and sing his praises as being such a wonderful leader when he is telling you, he is saying to you, I despise you. You are insignificant and meaningless to me. My life and protection is valuable and worthy to be protected at any cost with all means necessary and available to me at your tax-paying expense. Mm -hmm. You, however... You don't get the same freedoms. You don't have the same rights. You don't have the same level of protection. You, you, I'm going to take them all away from you. You don't need them, but I need them because I'm more important than you are. This is what he has said to all Canadians. And if you support him, this is what he has said mm-hmm. to you. He deserves to be protected by every weapon available to him, but you do not deserve to be able to hunt or protect your family with weapons that are not nearly as powerful as the weapons to protect him. But that's because, according to him, you are irrelevant and insignificant. He is valuable and special, and you mean nothing in the grand scheme of things. This is how he feels about the average Canadian, and this is why we will continue to use strong language to describe him, because he is a rather vile human being who embodies much of what we would say is evil and corrupt in the political world okay now i just want to also point out the fact that he's speaking out of both sides of his mouth in the exact same interview because like in the back and forth in the the long quotation it can be easy to get lost i want to read you the first sentence and then the last sentence because this will show you the hypocritical nature of what we're talking about our focus now is on saying okay there are some guns yes that we're going to have to take away from people who were using them to hunt So sentence one, you're using these guns to hunt. They're legal. You're using them legally. You're not being a a rabble rouser. You're not being, you're not shooting anybody. You're not assaulting anybody. You're using them for their legal purpose. But listen to this. Nobody wants assault style weapons anywhere in this country. You don't use them for hunting and you shouldn't have them for any other reason. But wait a you were just saying that people are using those for hunting and yes, sure. We're taking them away, 
but you shouldn't have them and you shouldn't use them for any other reason, even though you were using them for a legal purpose and uh, a purpose recognized by by law. But Matt, I mean, what else would you expect from the same person who said that people like me are racist, misogynistic, deny the science, and should I even be tolerated? So he said that. Now he said it in French. And then in English, he said, I never called Canadians names. And he said it like that, kind of channeling his best over-the-top William Shatner with uh, a little bit of a soy boy tinge to his voice there. But that's so, of course, what else? Double speak. I mean, that's, I think that's his third language. He's trilingual. He speaks English. <laughs> he speaks French. And he also speaks double speak. Yes. And and it's a hypocritical kind of double speak. So I'm not surprised that within the same interview he would do a he would do a two-face because he and and obviously CTV and the legacy media will go to bat for him. It's but just, I just, I, it's I, just I, nobody well it's yeah. also partly they don't hold him to account, right? right. They, they'll say by saying the word con oh it's a controversial. There I've done my due diligence. You know, we 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 haven't just fawned over it and said this is the best thing ever. We 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 pointed out the fact that it was controversial. What what more do you want from us? But nobody would point out the glaring contradiction that he's making directly in the same quotation right he's saying yeah sorry we're gonna have to take away your hunting guns but we're not taking away the guns that you use to hunt and you shouldn't have those assault style weapons for any other reason so you're obvious and it's like it's just it's nonsense it's crazy it's gaslighting and our media lets them get away with it and and that's that's the really disgusting part is it's continually gaslighting people and this is just a tool of propaganda gaslighting is a tool of mind control and propaganda of brainwashing um that is routine now it's routine that our government officials led by our our prime minister are just trying to brainwash Canadian citizens. And that's why we exist on the program to just mm -hmm. actually say no <laughs> and, and to stop and think through these issues. Um, anyways, a Andrew, you know what? A little bit of distrust, a little bit of distrust of the federal government is, uh, is a good thing. It's a healthy thing. And I think it allows us to think more intentionally about our security, mm -hmm. our privacy, even our finances. And thinking Absolutely. about our finances this Christmas season, why don't you give the gift of financial freedom and sovereignty to your loved ones with Bitcoin? An uncensorable network programmed around digital scarcity where the individual is in full control and accountable for his own property. As Canada's most trusted Bitcoin exchange since 2013, Bull Bitcoin is a completely self-funded company led and operated by incorruptible activists for individual liberties and freedom. At Bull Bitcoin, security and privacy are the top priority. Customers' funds are transferred directly to their Bitcoin wallet where they have complete control. With Bull Bitcoin, you never run the risk of losing your money. You own the money. Head to mission.bullbitcoin.com LCC today and get started with your account. And don't forget to contact their best in the business customer support team for assistance at any point in the process. That's mission.bullbitcoin.com slash LCC. 
Matt, you're a West Coast Canada boy. You're or maybe not West Coast. You're a Western <laughs> yeah. Canada boy. Anything anything on the other side of Ontario is Western yes. Canada. Yes, that's exactly. How, that's I how, am that's technically yeah. I am technically literally in the middle of the country. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, no, no. If you're past Ontario, you're Western Canada. Yeah. So that's you're Western true. Canada. That's how it uh, works tell in us, Canada. Tell us what's going on in uh hippie pot smoking, uh tons of independent roastery BC these days. <laughs> What's happening in a, in Seattle 2.0 these days? Or well, yes. These days? For those who don't know about Canadian politics, you're right, Andrew, that anything west of Ontario is considered Western Canada. And the far west, the left coast, is the most leftist of all the areas in Canada. And we're speaking specifically about BC. So we should not be surprised that the BC Supreme or Court of Appeal upheld public health strict COVID measures on churches during the lockdowns for COVID-19. In a ruling published on Friday, Justice Lance Fitch dismissed concerns brought forward by complainants from Riverside Calvary Chapel and Emmanuel Covenant Reformed Church and the Free Reformed Church of Chilliwack. The appeal is dismissed as moot as the prohibition on outdoor protest is no longer in effect and the violation tickets issued to him have been stayed wrote fitch the ban on in-person gatherings for religious worship fell within a range of reasonable outcomes and proportionality balanced proportionately balanced pardon me uh the appellant's freedoms with the attainment of critically important public health objectives in a statement released by the JCCF, that's the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms, whose lawyer represented the complainants, the organization said it was disappointed with the decision. All levels of government, including politicians, health officials, and law enforcement, have a duty to respect the constitutional rights of can and freedoms of Canadians, said JCCF lawyer Marty Moore at the time. In response to COVID, there has been a serious failure of government officials and authorities in BC to respect charter freedoms, the charter freedoms of BC residents. And that is blatantly apparent. Yet, again, the courts in Canada, Andrew, keep hunting these decisions not only do they take forever to get around to them delaying justice but they in taking forever to get around to them now that a lot of the the mandates and the restrictions have been lifted they're saying these challenges are moot but no they're not moot and i it's it's unbelievable to me that justices can say that when they know the importance of precedent in the legal and judicial system. They're not moot because they could, these things were done to these individuals. They want recompense and re retribution based on the unlawful acts of government in violating their charter rights. But also they want to set precedent for further cases that the government just can't do these based off of arbitrary public health orders. 
so it's amazing to me that justices who study law don't understand these these things. But again, we shouldn't be surprised that a very left leaning uh, court in BC has come down with this this decision that upholds the government totalitarianism and overreach in that farthest left of all <laughs> provinces, both geographically and politically in Canada. So at the time that we're filming this, Trinity Bible Chapel is in the midst of its charter challenge appeal in Toronto. And when we air this, so at time of airing, it'll be the day after. So we'll have some information. Obviously, the judge probably won't render a decision for at least a number of weeks, maybe months. But basically, Trinity Bible Chapel had a charter challenge for their meeting to worship in defiance of lawless and uh, unscientific mandates. And the first trial that I, I actually watched it over Zoom, the first trial, the judge said, yes, Trinity Bible Chapel, your charter rights have been violated. Your Section 2 charter rights have been violated. However, and I'm just going to read this here again from what we have from the judge, that the ban for religious worship fell within a range of reasonable outcomes and proportionately balanced, so blah, 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 even though your Section 2 rights were violated section one right basically section one it was reasonable it was the plague it was ebola it killed everyone i mean it didn't kill anyone at your church even though 700 people were meeting week over week it didn't kill any of you guys but it's so murderous and it there were no outbreaks in your church and there were no deaths associated from people who got sick from people in your church but we had to violate your charter right so trinity appealed that decision and so that appeal is going on right now we hope to hear the decision. Uh, I'm not a betting man. I don't. I don't anticipate that they're going to get a different decision because everything's been coming down the same way. And this is just more evidence of it. This is the courts. This is people who occupy the highest level of judicial authority in Canada. Are as James Kitchens has said, they are activists. Mm -hmm. um, that this this they are legislating. Uh, they're not actually interpreting and apply applying the law. Uh, according to its original intent in a way that is just and fair and reasonable. Um, and so what this what, what they're saying here is, yes, I know that we I know we squashed your charter rights, but it's okay, they were good to do it and it really doesn't matter anyways because we're not there. So this is this is this is evil. This is an example of those who rule are ruling in an evil, unjust way, yeah. to their shame and to our detriment. And, and we need to we need to stop this in Canada immediately. We need a new constitution, a new bill of rights that that actually will protect people's rights and freedoms in Canada. And we need to be pushing for that lickety split and need to hold justices accountable for actually using per proper hermeneutical proper interpretive lenses when it comes to reading the law because they can't become laws unto themselves and show sinful par partiality the limitations clause is no good very bad it's terrible um and it's again it just gives the government just unbelievable authority to either just trample on people's rights or at least skirt around them enough to put in their preferred policy outcomes and then have the the liberal courts back them up in that. Um, and the charter has proven 
toothless. It's proven like it, it can't do the basic things it's designed to do. It's, it's worse than toothless, Matt, because even if you don't have any teeth in your mouth and all you have is gums, the gums can still probably, you know, break through some food. This is this is like this is mouth like this is mouthless. This is yeah. basically you have no teeth, no gums, no bones, no jaw. You basically have two two cotton balls that are tr trying to bite into something. It's it's far worse than toothless. You can still yeah. do damage without teeth. It's yeah, worse than that. And all you need to do is just go on, go over to, just type in a bill. Go over to the government of Canada's websites, and you'll actually see a breakdown of how many areas that they list when when they're passing laws of all sorts of kinds. They'll list like areas of concern for the charter but they like none of that seems to stop their agenda they just come up with some sort of justification that would fit within the limitations clause that they can just go ahead with their radical agenda you know it does not limit the government in appropriate ways and that's the real danger in this moment is our government has no limitations their jurisdiction, as they wanted, is over everything, over every jot and tittle. And now they have activist courts who are not zealous for protecting Canadians' rights and freedoms. They're zealous for protecting governmental institutions, for justifying the acts of these government officials. That's what they're more worried about. They're not worried about higher law. They're not worried about uh, Canadians' rights and freedoms. They're worried about legislating from the bench and backing up the political uh, actors and cronies that fit into their ideological be uh, box. But I mean, Matt, this, the, theme, the theme in this show here that we've seen so far yeah. is the theme of the, the dad, the overbearing, hyper-controlling, authoritarian dad yeah. who says your freedoms are irrelevant now I, so in the reality is as a father with my children mm -hmm. my primary concern is not with their quote-unquote freedom mm -hmm. but especially at their age it's with their protection and their proper upbringing so i can't say to my eight-year-old son you're free to do whatever you want no you're not you're not free to come and go as you please you're not free to leave the house at will you're not be but the reality is as his parent I have been given the authority and I've been given the responsibility to actually train him up, to teach him, to disciple him and to protect him because he is not of the age yet where he has the ability and the experience and the responsibility to make these decisions. So I get that as a dad, but mm -hmm. I'm his dad. The government, the courts, the health bureaucracies are not our dads, but they're acting like our dads. Yes. They're saying your freedoms are relevant. What's mm -hmm. most important is what's good for everyone and how to keep you safe. That's not their job. And, mm -hmm. and friends, and, you and need that's... to tell your friends, tell others, that's not their job. Mm -hmm. They're not my dad. That's evil. And that's the really, really dangerous part of this totalitarian impulse, even soft though it may be. It, it collapses these these differentiated covenantal sphere spheres that God's given different assignments to given different responsibilities to that. Then those authority is attached to those different responsibilities. If you subsume all that in the States and you can't differentiate between which 
um, which spheres of authority that the state has within their jurisdiction in which the family has within theirs, then everything collapses in on itself. And the only logical outcome to that is the state wields ultimate authority. They're just the family writ large. Right. And that's how some some even reformed Christians have have argued. Right. They argue that basically the same way that your dad can just tell you that you have a curfew at this time, the state has that that same mandate because the, uh, authority, regardless of the spheres, operates in the same way. That's totally unbiblical. That's mm -hmm. totally not keeping in mind the delimitations on these different spheres of authority and health welfare and education are not the purview biblically speaking of the state it's the purview of the family so when we're talking about you for the sake of discipling your children are doing these different things that we would understand are appropriate within that context we it does not then follow that the state has that jurisdiction in that area. Now, I think a lot of Christians are bad in their thinking when it comes to that. Um, and that's been a part of the reason we have seen churches sh shrink in this moment, uh, fail to stand up for the the authority of the church, um, fail to understand and apply these different spheres of authority. But we have to regain that. We have to understand that. That No, it's not appropriate that your elders rule your family like you rule your family as a husband in your church. So it's not, so it's not just the state. It's not appropriate if the church outsteps its jurisdiction. And it's also not appropriate if the state does it, if they bleed into this jurisdiction of the... Um, the church or the family. And it, you see it all the time, Andrew, in cop shows, right? That you'll have like rival um, fa factions of cops, yeah. like the FBI or the local PD or the county sheriff. They'll it's all be fighting. Case. No, no, no. This is a yeah, municipal case. Be because yeah. why? They're zealous for, for their areas of ju jurisdiction. But unfortunately, we don't have that mindset anymore in in when it comes to the church when it comes to the family therefore the state can just subsume everything under its umbrella and this is how we get to where we are with this government paternalism it's so dangerous because again you have to understand that everything the government does government is force and if the federal government, the state, has a monopolistic power on using force in the way that they do. Therefore, there's extreme danger in saying that the state can be your parent, can be your daddy in every area, because that means when it comes to what straws you use, what drywall you put up, they can destroy your life in a way that these you know, other jurisdictions like church and family, they just don't have the ability to do that. So I just wanted to touch on why this is important to understand and why this is a dangerous, scary trend for our listeners to understand the bigger, broader uh, scope of what we're trying to argue. 
Well, friends, I want to tell you, I want to take a moment and tell you about my friends over at Rocklink Investment Partners. The team at Rocklink doesn't invest your money to satisfy a woke ESG goal or fall in line with the World Economic Forum. They invest in great businesses that will protect and grow your wealth the old-fashioned way. Get out of the mainstream money and give the freedom lovers at Rocklink a call, 905-631-5462, or send them an email, info at rocklink.com. That's info at rocklink.com. So when the federal government becomes daddy, it's disastrous. When the courts become daddy, it's disastrous. And in our third story, we'll see that when the health bureaucracy and the health establishment, the medical industrial complex, whatever you want to call it, when they become daddy, it's also disastrous. And in this instance, it's disastrous, not just for us as their children symbolically, but for mm. actual children in Canada. And so we're seeing that in some instances, myocarditis in children under the age of 18 is up by over 100 times. The IWK Health Center is a major pediatric hospital and trauma center in Halifax, Nova Scotia, that provides care to maritime youth, children, and women from Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, Prince Edward Island, and beyond. They've seen 27 myocarditis cases in a six-week period for kids under 18. Normally, they see two cases a year. So they are seeing an increase of 117 times the normal rate. Since the baseline rate of myocarditis in kids is 1 per 100,000, this suggests that we are seeing a 1 per 1,000 kids vaccinating, getting myocarditis, and it's probably even more than that, especially, especially since the Thailand study showed almost 30% of kids sustain cardiac injury of some sort from the vaccines. We have links to all of this below as well. Since there are nearly 80 million kids under 18 in the United States, if all of them got vaccinated, we'd expect to see 80,000 kids with myocarditis, which is always very, very serious. So, and it has lifelong just, effects yeah. and ramifications. Like, well, and the so percentage of kids who die within a year, or the percentage of people who die within one to two years after developing myocarditis is a very high percentage. Yeah. And so even the ones who live with it, they live with it and then they have issues of high blood pressure. They need to be on medication. They need to limit physical activity. But there's a rather high percentage of people who die within a year or two of getting myocarditis. And these are these are our kids. These are like, okay, all right. I, I don't, th okay, this is, I'm, I'm gonna be careful here, but I don't wanna be careful. <laughs> A thought dawned on you. <laughs> I can't. I um. I don't know how anyone could have put that poison in their kids. I don't. I don't get. I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't. I well, especially are, considering. I like, I, I, are you so brainwashed? Like, are you or yeah. are you really afraid? Like, are you so fear stricken? Have you bought into all the propaganda? You are so consumed with fear mm -hmm. that you believe that your children are at risk when statistically the odds of a child dying from COVID are essentially zero. Yeah. For we all intents now. and purposes. Have you been so bombarded with fear? Have you been so brainwashed that you would be, I'm sorry, negligent and irresponsible mm -hmm. enough? Now, maybe you made a mistake and you said, it I made also, a mistake. I it, can't believe I did. I won't do it again. It also but doesn't make any sense. Like. It, it also doesn't make any sense. Like, 
given the fact that the, we know the vaccines can't stop transmission, why would you want your children not to get COVID-19? Why would you right. want them to avoid getting it? Well, the best time that they can get it is now so they can get the, the broad range of immune responses mm -hmm. that actually naturally getting the virus gives you um, at the age where they're less likely to be affected by it. Like, right. there is no scientific reason you would want to give your kids the COVID-19 vaccination because... Yeah, it's fear. The answer is fear. Yeah, exactly. So, so I mean, you do have to question and you do have to wonder why parents would be putting this, this experimental gene therapy in their children, given the fact that the reality of the situation is your children aren't statistically at risk of dying of covid they mm -hmm. aren't seriously at risk of long covid um long covid is primarily linked to psychosomatic issues as we've talked about it's it's fear is a dangerous dangerous thing for the body and it leads you to take rash stupid actions and we, again we're just we're calling on parents to be just cautious with moving forward with these drugs because mm -hmm. there is literally no basis for getting them and no logic behind it because again they can't stop transmission so even if you wanted to say well we're giving the kids the uh, we don't care if they get covid because they're not at risk but we're giving the kids a vaccine so they don't give it to grandma well but the, the vaccine's incapable of stopping them from giving it to grandma if they get the disease so you're only harming them and you're only putting them at greater risk of having a serious life altering uh, heart problem. So we need to stop them. Uh, we're we're going to link into the description as well. The Deanna McLeod episodes that you need to listen to because she gives a very detailed um, analysis of why these shops shots must be stopped, especially in the younger cohort, um, because they're just too dangerous. They're just the benefits does not outweigh the risk, not even remotely. So stop it. Because but it's to be expected. It's to be expected from a health establishment yes. that they want to poison kids. That's going to affect their heart. They want. They probably. They're probably okay with murdering these kids before they're born. They're certainly okay with chemi chemically castrate, chemically sterilizing these kids mm -hmm. and castrating them and making it so that they can't reproduce because they feel like they're something they're not. And so the health establishment doesn't care for kids. And what what we're going to look at just briefly here, we need to attack <laughs> if you this. need more proof. Yeah, we need to attack the story on as well because not only do they want to destroy our like. Not only are they okay with destroying our kids' hearts, mm. not only are they okay with mutilating our children's genitals. Not only are they okay with destroying our children's reproductive capabilities, not only are they okay with murdering our children before they're born or murdering them slightly after they're born because of some sort of disability or illness. So it's, it's, there's physical, physiological harm that they're okay with doing to our children. Apparently, they're also okay with a radical brainwashing and indoctrination <laughs> And teaching our kids, not unlike what they do in public schools, exactly. So they want to they want to brainwash them with regards <laughs> to a radical sexual agenda. That. They want yeah. to brainwash them to with, with 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 junk science that undermines the reality of God. But now they also want to brainwash our kids and teach them that it's okay 
for a doctor to help murder a loved one if they meet criteria. And so we're going to link to this as well. Mm -hmm. But there was an activity book, a PDF activity book put out for children to explain what they euphemistically call MAID, which mm -hmm. we're going to call it by its true name, which is Doctor Assisted Murder yeah. and Suicide. So Matt, yeah, why and, don't you and, read and, from some of the, the book for us here? Well, I mean... It's really gross because the like it is as somebody who does like production visual stuff too, they really like play on the fact that it's like a almost like a coloring book. Or yeah, like the only thing for, they're missing are connect the, connect the dots and and make. Oh, they it got some of that. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like <laughs> right it, here, right but like, here. <laughs> but like, there's no like they need what they need is they need like some mazes. And so I'm like, which one of these yeah, doesn't word belong? Searches, like, match, yeah. Word searches. So why don't you <laughs> yeah. take us through? We have some stuff here. We've pulled out some stuff if you want to kind of take us through. And again, keep in mind, this is for kids. This is an activity book for kids. So notice the wording is, mm -hmm. is a certain way. What do we got here, Matt? Yeah, so right off the bat here, we see that it says, what is made? The term made is short for medical assistance in dying. Um, which is a euphemism. We've touched on it in the, the, the program. The word medical means the science of medicine. So, I mean, that's a tautological definition. <laughs> you, when you have to refer to the... Anyways... Um, the word medical means that which profits us financially. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, I mean, it's for children. I get it. But you think right. you'd have a little bit more of a scientific uh, definition. Anyways, and assistance means help. So made means that medicine is used to help someone with their death. Murder. So so you poison someone to death. The, murder. If you help want them, to help murder through, them. Yeah. yeah. Help them commit suicide. Okay. A doctor or nurse practitioner, a nurse with special training, uses medicines. Medicines are supposed to heal people. Mm-hmm. This would be poison. Anyways, they, they obviously they don't know the difference now. Um uses medicines to stop the person's body from working. When their body stops working, the person dies. So, mm. that, I mean, now we're calling these things medicines. Yep. We're, we're calling well, them medicines. It is, but it's healthcare to stop a, a, a person's body from reproducing, uh, a, a being able to reproduce in order to have children. By stopping a person's body from doing that, that's also medicine, according to the health gargoyles. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So so not only are we couching all our language in, in euphemisms, dangerous euphemisms, but we're also literally redefining terms in, to mean the exact opposite of what they truly are. And this is from our government. If I scroll all the way to the end, you'll, you'll see this is done by our government – and it is for the indoctrination of our kids. That's Health Canada. They've put their stamp of approval on this. So, can, so can, please continue walking us through this dystopian. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Pamphlet. So, so it talks about in this uh, pamphlet who can actually apply mm -hmm. um, for made. So, well, there's that one. Hold on, I want to read this one line first. Um, okay. Where you left off. This yes. is done in a way that does not hurt the person. It just murders them. It doesn't hurt them. Oh, sorry. The where was that? Yeah. I, I missed it. So this is in that same paragraph. Oh, yes. When oh, yeah. Gotcha. Stops yeah. Working, the person right dies. Here, yeah. yeah, this is done. This is really, this is really great, by the way. 
You want to it release. doesn't hurt. We just killed yeah. them. Yeah. So continue. The medicines, what do you got there? But but isn't this isn't this the fruit of Darwinism? Yes, it is. Like like we think yep. human beings are animals, therefore well, I mean you kill your dog yep. like that, so yep. why wouldn't you kill your grandma? That's that's why I said they've they've indoctrinated our kids with junk science yeah. to deny the reality of God is creator. And the result and, is this. And, and listen, listen, this is what these some of the earliest arguments about the ramifications of just considering human beings as just accidentally mutated, highly intelligent animals um, was the fact that you were going to treat them just like that. And here we have it. Why not just put your grandma down like you would uh, your dog like that's that's what we're dealing with now. So, anyways, it gets into who can get made. So, uh, a person can only have made if they are at least eighteen years old, and if so, here we have it. They have a serious illness, disease, or disability that hurts their body or their mind so much that it feels too hard to keep living. Whoa. Medicines have not been able to help their body or mind feel better. And there is no cure. Nothing can make the illness or disability go away, even if the person and their healthcare team have tried everything they could. Therefore, we have to kill them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that it's is too hard. It's too hard to keep living. It's also too hard to have. It's it's far too hard for you to have this baby, so murder it. Yeah, like it's it's the same worldview. Yeah, it's the same worldview that drives all this. Yeah, absolutely. No vile. So you you see you see how the the aesthetics it's all meant for children. The language is meant for children, but this well, is a pro propaganda. It's explicitly, this right at the back, to, right at the end, right when it asks, yes. "Who is this book for?" Yeah, they're, exactly. They're making it clear what the whole point of this book is, and it's like. Oh, my word. Exploring your feelings. Look at this chart. Right. <laughs> um, so, yes, I mean, when is they there, have a is there pure, 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 step. untethered, unfiltered rage? Is that one of the feelings? That's something I'm feeling right now. <laughs> where, where does it where where is the who is this book for? I'm trying to find it. Just so people so can um, see. it's it's closer to the end. Um, it's so uh, the question is, who is this book for? And it says, yes, uh, this I, I activity book flying by has, it. Yeah. I'm this activity book has been designed for young people who have someone in their life who may have made. It is best suited for children age twelve, sorry, age six to twelve. Oh yes, also right here. Be helpful yeah. for younger or older children. Yes. Yeah. Parents, sorry. Guardians and clinicians are encouraged to review the book in advance. Golly. So here you have it: the Canadian Virtual Hospice. Uh, and in conjunction with financial contribution for your taxpayer money from Canada Health Services, they put together this propaganda material for your children to indoctrinate them into why made is acceptable. I mean, it's truly despicable, Andrew. You can't make this stuff up. <laughs> you can't. You can't. I mean, that came across our plate and we said we have to cover it um, yeah. because... I mean, this is our government is using our tax funding, taxpayer money to fund giving people, uh, indoctrinating people when it comes to vaccinations, indoctrinating people when it comes to 
LGBTQ and the wide array of issues there, critical race theory, right? Anti-racism and as well as made. So what we have to understand, and we talk about this a lot, we live in a very religious nation that is discipling people according to their religious outlook on what the proper ways to live in this world are. They have their own standard, although it be subjective and perverse and evil, of what they think is moral and right and good. And that doesn't include owning guns to protect your family. It doesn't include drinking out of plastic straws or using plastic garbage bags. It does, however, include abortion on demand throughout all nine months, killing grandma through euthanasia, and transing the kids, giving them Lupron and all sorts of medications that will stop the natural function of their body. And thus the culture of death continues on unabated. And what frustrates me, Andrew, is the church isn't awake to it. We still want to deal with government officials as though they're some neutral parties who might have some wacky ideas. We can't get political. And you know what? Yeah. But behold the fruit of that. This to what this is, is this is what happens when the church and Christians disengage. Yeah. So you might say it necessarily calls forth the secularization of culture. And you could say it's not our job to be political, but this is what you're going to get. You're going to get kids are being taught. So you can either teach your kids the word of God and the moral law of God that says that murder is wrong and that suicide is wrong because people are made in the image of God. And life is inherently valuable and inherently valuable and has dignity and worth. You, you can teach them that mm-hmm. or you can teach them that if a person's body or mind hurts and they think it's too hard that they can be murdered or commit suicide. There's no other option. It's this it's, is it. It's, it's not this. whether it's, it's which. Yeah, it's Darwinian evolution pressed out into this mm-hmm. or it's the law of God that teaches kids life is valuable. So. And- Biblical cosmology, biblical creation. Human beings are created in the image of God. And and, and we're to be made in the likeness of Christ. Yeah. If you want one and not the other, the answer is not just preaching the gospel and worrying about my church and my family. If you want a nation and if you want a culture that values life and that we can continue to push these, then friends, pastor, Christian, parent, you need to engage in the political, social, cultural, public square. Yeah. And you need to try to advocate for the law of God. Yeah. And and this is something that Dr. P. Andrew Sandlin talks about a lot. As Christians, we can't have a a creational, like without creation, understanding of the gospel. The gospel is the context. It is the very place where redemptive historical narrative comes to about it's it's the very scope of the redemption of jesus christ he's come to create a new heavens and new earth so listen we can't have an a creational view of salvation of redemption because when we do that creates this sort of radical two kingdoms theory that says all this stuff is outside the purview of the gospel but it it, it, it isn't because 
who human beings are, how they're to live in this world, and how do they interact with, with other image bearers directly touches the heart of what the gospel is, is getting at. So enough of this acreational view that that leads to this false religion, this false cult of death taking the ascendancy. We have to bite, fight back against this antichrist spirit in our age. And that's why we're here at the program to do this is what we're trying to do is trying to say enough of this nonsense. It's not rooted in biblical, uh, a truly fully orbed biblical worldview. And let's regain the mantle of what it means to be Christians sharing the gospel and teaching the nations and discipling the nations in all that Christ has taught us. He certainly has not taught us that human beings are merely animals that ought to be done away with in the same way you would offer your cat. That is certainly not something he's taught us. And we shouldn't lead children into that ideology because if you dare lead a child astray, it would have been better that you had not been born, is what Christ says. So that's, that's if we're thinking biblically, if we're thinking like a Christian in every area of life, we would be able to understand these things. And that's why, though we use some language that our outside cultural norms, though we're, we're talking about stuff that we're told we're not supposed to, Biblically speaking, these conversations need to happen, and that's why a Liberty Coalition Canada exists. And that's our goal here on the Liberty Dispatch, is to proclaim the truth of Jesus Christ into every area of life so we can think Christianly about everything. Yes, that becomes that 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 means end-of-life care and what's appropriate and not. We need to think Christianly, and that's why we exist. So we have a few housekeeping issues that we want to bring to your attention before we wrap up for this episode and really for this year. Yeah. And that is, like I mentioned earlier in the show, this is the last episode that we will be recording in 2022. So next week, which is going to be the week following Christmas leading into New Year's, our plan is to not re-release, but in our emails we are going and our social media, we're going to be linking to what Matt and I think are some of our best bangers from 2022. And so whether it's the most viewed episodes we have or ones we just really think we want to bring to bear, we're going to be uh, linking to those and, and, and telling you, hey, make sure you watch this again. Make sure you engage with this again. And so we'll be dropping that next week. Uh, we're going to take some time to enjoy our families and enjoy this Christmas season. We hope you do the same as well. Mm -hmm. And then coming into the new year, uh, we plan on recording again that first week in January. And that first week in January, we're not going to say now, but we've been hinting a lot of, oh, we have plans. Oh, we have goals. Oh, we have, okay. So that first week of January, what we are going to do is we are actually going to unveil some of the actual concrete plans and hopes we have for 2023 for the dispatch and really for our whole podcasting apparatus in general. Mm -hmm. Some of the stuff we're going to be doing some of the people that we are partnering with in that initiative. And so hold tight. Some of for what we're going to be weeks. doing with Christian week as well. Yeah. yeah. Hold, hold tight for a couple weeks. We are going to announce some of the new things that we will be bringing you. And it's exciting stuff in the new year. Uh, we, I mean, we hope that you have a blessed Christmas with your family and with your friends 
And even if you're not a Christian, we hope that you are awakened to the reality of Christ as Savior and that you do celebrate in love and worship of him. And if not, that you reap the benefits of being in a post-post-Christian culture that values Christmas enough to give you some days off so that you could spend it with your family and loved ones. So here you are not even realizing that you are benefiting from a Christian worldview and culture. But that's our gift. This is our gift to you as the church. Um, yeah, I, I, I want to... I want to close off um, by by picking, kind of launching off of one of the things that was mentioned in this uh, What is Made activity book here. And so a person can have made if they have a serious illness, disease, or disability that hurts their body or their mind so much that they feel too hard to keep on living, that medicines have not been able to help their body or mind feel better, and there is no cure, nothing can make the illness or disability go away even if the person and their healthcare team have tried everything they could. So I, I want to talk a little bit about what Christmas is about and why we make a big deal about it, why my lights are flashing three different colors and why my family set up the tree all the way back in mid-November. And that is this. Christmas is a celebration of God's solution to the problem of the real spiritual disease that plagues all humanity, which is sin. The truth is sin that has corrupted all of creation and that goes all the way down deep into our bones. This sin, which its consequence is death and separation from God, this sin is a disease that can't be cured. There is no cure. There is no way that we can fix the problem. There's no medicine that helps us feel better. And in our world, people try. People will turn to sex or substance abuse. They'll turn to work and money and things. They'll turn to their own fame. They'll turn to their hobbies, whatever it is. There's all these different ways that people try to medicate and deal with the problem of sin, a disease for which there is no cure that we can find on our own, except for the fact that our glorious and gracious Father in heaven has provided the cure for this illness for which we cannot find a cure. And that cure is the sending of his son, the eternal word of God, born of a virgin, born as a baby in human flesh. And, and that baby grows to become our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. And so here he is. He's a king in that manger from the very beginning and that he would grow and that he would live a life of sinless obedience. He would die for our sins upon that cross, that he would be raised from the dead by God three days later and that he would ascend to heaven to be crowned king over all of creation and so that's that's what we celebrate that's what christmas is about christmas is about god providing the cure for the spiritual disease that is sin that makes it so we deserve his wrath but now we get to be objects of his mercy so i really really do hope and pray that you would grow in your love for christ this christmas season you would glory in the incarnation and that if you don't know him and you don't love him that you indeed will be brought to faith in Christ, reflecting upon his goodness and his mercy, that you might be able to celebrate this first Christmas with sincere worship and joy. So Merry Christmas from us here at the mm -hmm. Liberty Dispatch to you. Indeed, God's blessings upon you and your family. May Christ be glorified in all things. Thank you so much, Pastor. That was lovely. Well said. I'm so thankful for you and all the team here at Liberty Coalition Canada for the work that you guys do. I'm thankful for you, our dear listeners and viewers, for all your support. 
our donors for helping support us financially. We cannot do this work without you. So again, like Andrea said, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Galatians 5.1. Thanks for tuning in to Liberty Dispatch, a united front to restore liberty and justice in Canada. Please subscribe to our podcast and Rumble channel, as well as visit our website at www.LibertyCoalitionCanada.com.